My name is Boyd Varty. I think of myself as an artist of experience. My passion is to create transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. My central exploration is to live on what I would call the track of your life. To me, this is to live courageously towards the discovery of what you are called to and to what life asks of you. So much of how I live has been informed by my passion as an animal tracker. I'm following the trail of my own life and reporting back. This show is a daily broadcast from a treehouse on the Londolozi Game Reserve in the wild eastern part of South Africa. Londolozi is a 14,000 hectare wilderness reserve adjacent to the Kruger National Park. The land is home to lion, leopard, rhino, elephant and buffalo, as well as a variety of other animals. I am your host, Boyd Varty. My goal is to spend 40 days and 40 nights alone in the wilderness to explore the archetype of the mystic in nature and hone my skills as a tracker. These are my daily stories. Day 21. Mystical Visitation. Journal Entry. Waking up, I felt no motivation to get out of bed. So I just lay there in the cool morning air, feeling the day break. It's a beautiful way to wake, staring up into the branches, hearing the river, watching the sun creep across the land. I thought of all the years when I suffered from depression, when I would wake with a dreaded weight on me that I just did not understand. One only grows as a healer when you experience true transformation in your own life. You become faithful a believer. And it's that belief that seems to infuse healing work with others with the possibility for change. I just took it slow, making coffee and just sitting around. In the mid-morning, I went running. I love to run in the heat, slowly through herds of zebra and past wallowing warthogs. It's become a lovely ritual. I cut onto tracks of a pride of lions that were made sometime in the very early morning. I took a little bit of time to get a sense of where they were going and decided that I would come back in the afternoon. It feels cathartic to me to run in the heat, to come back to the camp alone and drenched in sweat, to be quiet for most of the day, to be unrushed, unhurried, at peace. In my life before, I always had something to do. Now I'm doing what I'm doing, including occasionally not doing anything. After moving around, I sat down on the river's edge and went into meditation. I was sitting very quietly when the monkeys upstream lit up with alarm. Ow, 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 ow. They keep vigil for me in the trees around the camp on constant lookout for predators. It's like having a totally organic alarm system. They were very clearly very agitated. I took my binoculars and tried to get a glimpse of them to see where they were looking. Eventually, I was able to see one and follow his gaze. He was looking down almost towards the base of the tree he was in, probably about 60 meters away from me. The intensity of the alarming suggested proximity Ow, 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 ow. I edged closer, scanning the bush below. 
a little closer, and then scan with the binoculars. Closer, scan with the binoculars. Trusting the monkeys would keep an eye on the danger, I kept looking between them and the terrain, and where they were looking, trying to triangulate where the animal might be. And then I saw the perfect white flash of the back of a leopard's tail. The tail was lifted high in the grass, which is something leopards do when they've been seen. They raise their tails as if to say, Yeah, yeah, you saw me, you saw me, I acknowledge it. I've been waiting to see a leopard from the camp, and here she was. I was grateful to the monkeys for their alertness. I love the way the wilderness speaks. The leopard sprang onto a dead leadwood and stretched and then began to sharpen her claws. From the log she glimpsed me and sprang off and slipped away with consummate ease. If one wanted to make an art form of the unexpected appearance or the elegant disappearance, you could study leopards. I remember once fighting a bushfire at night. I found myself on the faraway edge of where the blaze had burned through, leaving smouldering logs and smoke hanging in the air. The only light was a strange orange glow from the front of the fire, which was about a kilometre away. I had become separated from other firefighters and was making my way through the burnt ground to find them. Suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, I caught sight of a movement. And then there, like an apparition, a leopard manifested in the smoke and glow of the fire. It was magically eerie. As the leopard moved, smoke that hung against the earth danced below it. Something in me became very still. And then, as suddenly as it had appeared, it was gone. In burnt open terrain, vanished. The story of Londolozzi's leopards begins in the early 80s. The reserve had been transitioned from hunting to conservation for over 10 years. A deep intention had been set to begin to think of the animals as kin and the land as a partner to the people. A restoration was taking place between the spirit of the land and the people who custodianed it. One day, a small female leopard made herself seen. She stepped from the bush, and unlike any leopard before her, instead of running, she stood and allowed herself to be seen. That leopard became, became known as the mother leopard, on account of her many litters of cubs she had, but more so, because she allowed herself to be regularly seen, Londolozzi became the place in the world to go and see wild leopards. And from her presence, the reserve grew from strength to strength. It was as if nature responded to a new relationship with the land, as if the mother leopard was an emissary from nature, coming out towards that intention. So much of what the reserve now represents as a model for conservation and an awakening consciousness to restore our relationship with nature began with that first appearance of that most mystical of cats. To watch a leopard is to understand that there is a difference between hiding ourselves from others and keeping parts of ourselves for ourselves. 
it can be wonderful to have chosen secrets that you hold on to not out of shame but because they are deliciously personal as days go by I find myself in conversation with every creature it's like walking around around in my own projected mind it's as if my body is an avatar in the world of my soul like I'm getting to know my nature by walking around in it my shyness in a leopard resilience in a river unexpected oddness in a warthog the solitariness in a steenbok without trying to be mystical one starts to blend naturally into an understanding that everything has its way leopards seasons rivers nights days birds trees voids it's a great unmissable way unfolding as it will civilization is nothing more than a clearing in the forest to that way we are individually fundamentally subject to that same unfolding intelligence life is as my friend andrew says or be still and know that i am god i like the way that eckhart told deconstructs that into be still no i am god i'm going to leave the monkeys to on guard duty now and entrain my lion nature and lie around for a few hours i hope you'll take some time to rest out there 40 out This has been another episode of the Track Your Life podcast with Boyd Varty. Follow us on Instagram at Boyd underscore Varty, Twitter at Boyd Varty. Visit Boyd's website at boydvarty.com or subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player. Please rate and review this podcast so that more people can find and enjoy it.